Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. just been jettisoned into space. Your oxygen reads only 20% left. You think of your life, the people you love, everyone who lived and everyone who will ever live. When suddenly you see a blue shining orb, it comes towards you encompasses you and gives you this message. Focus on increasing your service to others and be more loving to yourself and everyone else. Raise your vibrational consciousness. Learn to forgive yourself and others. This will change the vibration of the planet. Raise the shared consciousness of humanity change human beings one person at a time you ask this force who are you and they reply we're the avians we're the avians (laughs) we're the avians baby and let's do our fucking i love our new theme song let's fucking play our brand new theme song and here we go Girl, you're such a sexy beast. You're such a sexy beast. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot? Cryptic, supernatural vampire, banshee, Tony and Jago. Oops, is Owen Dago. Hey, 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 coming after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me? Smack with me. Will the Bigfoot think he could stab with me? Blasphemy. You could dare you come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness monster pussy? Hey, now you sexy beast. Wow! Unreal, again. Thanks for that. Get his name. Tristan. Tristan, yeah. It's, I thought, yeah. Like, thanks it. for that, Tristan. Um, yeah. Tony. <laughs> We're a, a year and one week old today. Wait, don't include that. That's not true. Or maybe it is. It is because uh, this will be after, yeah. Okay, fine. Look, a little bit behind the, the curtain here. We t- we do these in advance. Okay, we don't do them on the day. Uh, <laughs> but look, you don't even know what you're listening to yet. What you're listening to is Sexy Beasts. You're foray into the menagerie of the unexplained. Every single episode is a podcast devoted to a specific creature, cryptid, or monster. We discuss its history, its merits, and using our F-E-C-S analysis. Fix. 
analysis. We rate and review the beast, a creature against other things in the Premier Crypt. And then we end up with an encrypted version of Top Trumps and we play live Top Trumps with our two teams at the end of the show. And also at the end of the show, you can listen to our Freak Encounters where we read your submitted stories about a time you came in contact with something really weird from the other realm. Could be a ghost, could be the devil knocking you out in dunce stores. Could be anything. That was my favorite. favorite yeah, it was really. <laughs> you uh, keep bringing it up, even not in the podcast. I, I love like, it. Man, the devil knocked a man sparked out. Sparked someone out. <laughs> devil was after some chap with hooves after sparking someone out in the fucking deli. And he said something like he said, but then the, the person died, so we shouldn't be laughing oh, about shit, this. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> My name is Tony Cantwell. I am a college graduated social influencer. That is my full time job. And if you would like to, do you know what I got to do, Jago? I got to go to Captain Marvel premiere because yeah. I'm, at least according to the people at Disney, better than you. Uh, and the person here whistling is uh, a half bird, half man, Mark Jago. Yeah, I didn't get to see Captain Marvel, but I'm excited to see it when I finally do. Good for you. Heard good things. Yes. Um, yeah, today we are talking about the avians. Uh, uh, wow. We, fucking, I'm, this is too big of a one. Almost spo- like this is like 50 episodes spoiler, worth. Spoiler. Fucking love this shit. Yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler. Usually yeah. when it's transcendental, sort of ephemeral, uh, all over the place, we love it. We are the aviando. Yeah. We are the aviando. So, <laughs> yeah, avians, there's a lot to this. Like, and there's a lot of subcultures and groups and sure. history and I stuff. I mean it's dense. I mean I could I was finding it very difficult to even read like just read about these things because they throw away they like it's almost like reading Chinese history where they talk about dynasties. Yeah. And they talk about well this is kind of a six density corporeal Yeah exactly. You know, they, and they talk about density realms and stuff. They were like things oh, obviously on. this is uh, two point five billion years ago when we're in the twelfth D and I was like, like this I had is to dense. like Google twelfth D. And then mm. it would be like, okay, but also uh, they have the uh, uh, other realms uh, special, and they had like SSP all the time. And it's like, what the fuck is that? It's secret sphere people, Se- sphere, sphere people, yeah. secret sphere. Oh, SSA, secret sphere alliance, S- alliance. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah not people, special yeah. sphere alliance. Yeah, yeah. SSA, SSSP. Right. So, Jacob, you are in the Irish International Space Station. Yeah, you're at a party, and you're in space. And uh, the kind of uh, the 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 weird higher viscosity wine that they have in space that's kind of like book fast because they have to drink a thicker liquid is running dry. Can you can you before you start this? Can you get drunk in space? What do you think makes you drunk? Gravity? No, I'm. <laughs> I'm saying, are you allowed to get drunk on a spacecraft? No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that when you drink a beer, all the fucking if bubbles. If you have one beer on Mars or yeah. on Jupiter, uh, you'll be shit-faced. Yeah, because it it's heavy gravity, so it just goes heavy. straight down goes straight into your you'd be legless. Mars. You'd be legless before you even uh, walked, though. Um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, I don't know what you fucking meant. Yeah, but can you even get drunk in space? I meant legally. Yeah, yeah. you didn't say that. But though. you're... Technically piloting a a craft that's going like fifty thousand miles an hour, not all the time. Yeah. Jesus, that'd be shit. Well, the Earth goes around the fucking universe. Yeah, I know that. Don't okay. you know? Don't you think I know that? Yeah. Don't you think I know about the Earth going around the universe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you go. Right, hit the party, boy. Okay, you're at the party, and here you go. A... Oh wait, hang on. I'll play a different M83 song because that was the last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're at a space party, baby. 
It's all kicking off in the space party. And I, uh, I try to walk over to uh, an attractive space girl, but obviously no gravity, so I end up flailing helplessly. And I said, hey, have you ever heard about the blue avians? If you're going to take your cock out now, I'm going to be very annoyed. <laughs> no, Svetlana. Uh, what I'm talking about is the benevolent creatures that don't live in our dimension and they're extra-dimensional. Uh, they have humanoid bodies but bird-like features. Uh, they have lived and existed in our timeline for millions of years and they only pop up to try and enhance or make our spiritual ness better. I can't believe you're allowed to pilot this thing. Hey, I'm drunk. The gravity's gone. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, me too. Well, that's fuck. Let's, let's have space sex. Space It's like regular sex, but in space. Um, I like these things. Yeah. The, uh, these guys are the antithesis of the Chitori. Yeah, so we had the Chitori, big bads of the universe, feed on bad feelings. But these Cre- also, sorry, we should also say the avians are massive fucking birds. Yeah. So this They're is, big blue bird people. So this is the first thing that you sent to me. is like, oh, bird people. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, yeah, bird people, whatever. Bird but then I looked into people. it. So these are extra dimensional creatures. So they've lived, they live in multi dimensions before, like, but they pop into us. Um, the, apparently they can shape change. So mm. the, cha- the shape that they choose to present themselves to us are numerous or different. Falco from fucking Lilac Wars. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> humanoid body. <laughs> Beaks and fucking Soft, feathers, flexible, flexible beaks. beaks. Yeah, I read that. I was like, "What does that mean?" Good for blowy. Good for good for blowies. Good They wouldn't blowies. peck you to death. They just give you a little kiss. This is a board. They give me a blowy. I, to be honest, I haven't heard them before you suggested them, and then as soon as I started looking into it, I was like, "Fuck, there's it's there's a lot. A, there's a lot going on." So basically, these are from the between ninth or twelfth dimension. Um, I also read, Jago, that these were the original form of birds. Yeah. And the birds we have now have devolved from these humanoid uh, birds. I read something similar, but not like that. So basically, uh, so these creatures, uh, the avians, what their main purpose is, they're benevolent. They, they really like civilizations and they always want civilizations to be their best. So they'll always mm-hmm. try and create creativity, spirituality. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Spirituality, <laughs> spirituality, uh, and they'll try and like uh, upgrade you to the highest intellect that a civilization can be. Mm-hmm. So they left behind uh, lesser evolved versions of themselves to try and remind people of the spirit of being free. Wow! And then I was looking at that and legends. I was like, Have you seen a fucking vulture eat a dead body? It always goes for the anus. Like why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like why the fuck? Or a fucking pigeon? I've yeah. seen them eat chicken wings. Yeah, I've seen a pigeon eat try to eat itself. Yeah, it's foot. Yeah, it's on foot. Yeah, exactly. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but these are different types of avians. These are people. These are humanoid bluebirds who have come. The blue avians, aka the carrions, hmm. bright blue feathered, higher density, interdimensional teleportation beings. Um, and I'm fucking and these these beings they so they come in contact. Through your dreams. Yeah, lucid dream. They make you lucid dream. They make you lucid dream. So it's kind of the opposite in terms of the Chitori who are not able to conjure up uh, anything new or creative. They can only warp what, what we can see. These avians are essentially the source of inspiration. 
Yeah. Creativity, so, spirituality. And like I'll go into a bit about evidence here, but like if you go through most civilizations, there's always some sort of influence from a, a, a avian or bird-like mm-hmm. creature. Like for example, seraphim, like angels. Yes. Yeah, spot on. And so. usually and looking at some of the the imagery from this, you kind of see these seraphims and all interpretations of these winged creatures mm. kind of coming through you in a psychedelic, almost like split, like an eye-shaped, yeah. kind of like bursting through a dimension, you know. And they're, they're not they're not fucking licking it off a stone. It's they know it happened. Um, but first contact. What does first contact with the avians look like? This is what I found on. Um, I don't remember the website, and I don't care to fucking credit it, Shane Kenna. Sometimes I'm just going to take credit for this myself, but I did find this on a website. Um, they'll first introduce themselves to you in a lucid dream, in these lucid dreams. I, we have to say now, these they won't introduce themselves you. if you don't want them to. That's the thing. They you have to want them you to. You have to want to accept them into your life. Very interesting. Uh, so you have to almost be told about them. Yeah. They do not make first contact with people. It's a bit of a cop out. That's a bit of a cop No, out. but apparently, like revolutionaries or like big thinkers, like Socrates and Jesus, if he existed, was uh, contacted by Jesus was contacted by a blue avian. Yeah, you... big blue bird. No, well, he thought they were angels. Ah, oh, yeah, big, big blue bird. Big blue bird. Is that why we love big bird so much? He's an avian. Oh my god. Anyway, go on. Sorry, anyway. I literally just fucking. Hey, don't worry about it. Uh, in these lucid dreams, the blue avians will communicate with the dreamer using only hand signals without telepathy. Their color and appearance varies based... You're doing a... You're doing a hang 10 symbol, but I feel like you're doing... Oh, is that that's what they do? Yeah. All oh, right. Uh, their color and appearance varies based on who is in contact. Once you are ready or have accepted their invitation, they will appear to you physically. As protocol, contactees are given a formal greeting, which includes a phrase. The blue avians use the greeting with all beings for operational security. So the security, the highest form of interdimensional security is, do you know the password, man? Do you know the fucking password, man? Uh, The blue aliens will send a big blue sphere to pick up contactees and transport them into an even bigger blue sphere. The floor takes form, which is a series of crisscrossing lines, white light, and square grid pattern. Kind so of like sounds Tron. like taking ayahuasca. Tron. Grid-like. Yeah. DM. Oh, they're, 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 they're taking DMT. They're <laughs> taking DMT and they're fucking interdimensional fucking bloodlines. Yeah, but like, did you read about the blue sphere, people? So uh, this is. I love them. So our world is apparently surrounded by these blue sphere people and they protect, protect us from negative aliens coming in. Mm-hmm. So... Big up to the blue sphere people. Big up to the blue sphere people because we've already, you know, we've established that Chitori are here. Mm. We've established for fact that they are trying to warp your brain and suck out all your negative energy, creating more queen. Mm? Queen. The queen. The queen is one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name. I was about to say Queen <laughs> Elizabeth. Queen. Oh, it is Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Queen. Freddie is Mercury one. was one. Freddie Mercury was definitely not one um, because he was poor. <laughs> and poor people are not them, um, but yeah, I mean, John. Actually, before before we get into some of the some of the fighting and evidence and cool and sexiness and then freaking counters and top trumps, we've actually shit we've loads to do. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was I brought these up. Uh, I was chatting to um, chatting to a friend, and I was saying about how uh, he was saying about how uh, you know he was talking about a bird birds and a bird documentary, and. I mentioned these things, mm. and I also mentioned the reptilians, 
And I, I realized I'd been talking for about 10 minutes and he hadn't said anything. And I was like, shit, I need to, I forget that people, that's insane what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and even just how candidly and comfortable we are talking about this, like it's fact and how we're into it. You know, that's great for podcasting, but it's fucking insane. So I just want to put a little caveat out there that I know that that's mad. It is mad, but like we, like scientists declared the world flat like ancient times ago, you know, they were like, mm-hmm. the world is definitely flat and we revolve around the sun. Sure. Uh, no, the sun revolves around us. That's the right one. Yeah. So yes. basically, like there could be some things wrong with science. Are you, you saying the sun does revolve around us? No, I'm saying the sun doesn't revolve around us. Listen. Anyway, hey. can this thing fight? <laughs> this bastard's coming up. No, fighting. Um, yeah. yeah! I think you're going to have a bit of contention with this thing because it can fucking warp time and jump in it. I mean, come on. Okay, so if let's... If that's how they're going to defeat Thanos with time, then I think that this thing... Is going to jump in. Is going to jump in. I'm um, assuming it's time. Don't Spoiler. mention that. Is that any way linked link to Captain Marvel? Because that's fucked. No. Okay, Grant, it's on time. I just think it's time. It has to be time. It has to be. So, teleportation. Yes. Telekinesis. Yeah. Pyrokinesis. Telephone. Telephone. Telephone me. Okay, Lady Gaga. Mind control. Yes. They love freedom. Though, which is sort of a juxtaposition between mind control. As well. yeah. um, they have the power of uh, positive vibrations. Sounds good. Sounds sexy. Sounds like Beach Boys. Uh, um, they have dimensional travel. Mm-hmm. They have interdimensional travel, and they have tri-dimensional travel. So they can travel, but they can spit their bodies and put themselves in different dimensions at the same time. Lucid dreaming. Flight, because they are birds. Yeah, they are birds. <laughs> the, the least powerful of all the moves. <laughs> That's insane, though, isn't it? Flight would be a number one thing for some of these other things. Yeah. This thing can fucking fight, can travel in its big sphere. So let's say, say it's in the theater of Screams, the avian, a big blue bird, uh, the good guys, our overlords, our inspiration for the pyramids, hmm. are there in the theater Spoilers. of Spoilers. Well, they, and they probably fucking built the pyramid of, of Screams, because I'm viewing a coliseum. So they're probably. Do you view Coliseum? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 the Coliseum, the Coliseum. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what the fucking jackalope's gonna have any? Now the only thing is, well, also other things like fucking Chupacabra's dead. Uh, so you know that uh, you know the Dobberku would be fucking slayed, ripped to shreds, could be tur- turned inside out, or, or could be convinced to do anything. If fucking Santa Claus hasn't a fucking, but. The avians are, as I, peaceful. I said, peaceful, and yeah. they they promote intelligence. And oh, they have a fucking killer on Twitter, you know? Blah. Oh yeah, very good. Twitter is shite, man. Ah, come on now. Um, um, I just typed in there because I was trying to bring up the scores for the Premier Crypt. Um, and I typed in P, and Premier Crypt was not the first option. <laughs> Weird, but yeah. So there's a lot. They have a lot of abilities, but the way. There's sort of like detractions from it because I'm spitting so much there. I don't know why. Uh, they're they don't want excited about wanting to don't fuck this bird. Wanna fight? Yeah. The only reason that they come to our planet is to try and up up uh, up bra- drag us up to a level that is pull us up by our yeah. bootstraps. Apparently, elevate us to a higher consciousness of being. Spot on. So uh, apparently, they've only contacted us like five or six times. 
through this chap. What's his name? Uh, Corey Good. Corey Good. No, no. Apparently, like they talked to him, but they've only appeared on our planet mm. like five or six times in specific a- eras. So one was obviously the Egyptian. Era. Oh, we'll go into evidence about this anyway. We'll go into it, but I mean, yeah. So it it doesn't have it going going for it that it's mm. not aggressive. Yeah. So it has to be docked a few points there. But the thing is, though, if you were like. If someone put me in a room with like a cockroach and a small mouse and then was like, okay, one of has to leave here, fight to the death, I would sort of be like, I just, I know I can kill them, so I don't really want to. Sure, I mean? yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. Of lack of urgency. Mm. Like, and then they can just open the door. They, those two can't. Well, we've never really set parameters around the theater screams. I mean, we don't know. With the avian allow itself to be killed well in our world we are omnip- omnipotent omnipotent and so oh, we you can have put to some leave. like you have yeah. to leave alive yeah you have to leave alive so if that's the case then fuck 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 everyone the only problem the only person that could <laughs> um, the, the only person that could probably give it a run for its money is the chitori chitori mm. which is the exact opposite of it i also now we can cover to coin a phrase uh, the yin to its yang Oh, that's very interesting. You've coined that. Yeah. What does that mean then? Uh, so they're opposites. Why do you co- why do you use the words yin and yang since you've coined this? Um, I don't know. Just like <laughs> I don't know. It sounds cool. <laughs> I give it a fighting of eight. Eight. Why did you take two points off? Because I gave the Chitori nine, and I think the Chitori would best it. I need to have your reasons for this now, buddy. Because. Um, the Chitori have equally interdimensional uh, uh, powers. Um, they feed up negative energy. They could get powerful if the battle's going well. They would probably strike first and then become even more powered by it. They can warp reality. They could see the how the avians believe. I mean, the avians could be gullible. The avians could be, you know, um, the avians could be like just... Pa- passive, you know, mm. pacifists. Like it's like putting, you know, a Buddhist against a, a Mongol, you know, a Mongol warrior. You know, it, it, you know, yeah, a Mongol warrior. I get that. Like actually, warrior. Think, uh, you, you make uh, you make a, a you good make a, pizza. You make it good pizza, but also the pizza has a good point. Oh, point. Dude. I will defer to you. I'll give you that. Thank you very much. We will not play the defer score because I've realized that we're running out of time. So we will move <laughs> on to. Evidence where it really gets juicy. But what is the evidence, sir? I'm just writing something down. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Now, as I said before, most civilizations in their creation have some sort of bird or avian figure that has... Uh, influence a feathery devil, you might even say. Yeah. So, give a, Egypt is a huge one. Yeah. We have Horus. Mm-hmm. We have Ra. Mm-hmm. We have Thoth. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um. <laughs> so, like Ra, Egyptian sun god, uh, gave inspiration, give moral codes to people. Um, Sumerian god Albagat, same again, give moral codes, give uh intelligence to people. Thoth mat mats to them. Mm. Then we have in the Hopi nations, the Native American nations, their whole sort of religion is based on eagles and uh, yep. the Thunderbird being also could be dragged into this as maybe he's 
a remnant of the avians. I mean, very well could be. And we're also talking... We're, but the thing is, in looking up these ancient aliens, I mean, of course, it's very difficult to differentiate ancient aliens. I mean, if there was ancient aliens that came in your life thousands, if not millions of years ago, then it's going to be difficult to differentiate. Were they Chitori? Were they avians? You know, what? who were the Anunnaki? You know, who were the Seraphim? Yeah. You know, because we would also... We had also equated them to the to the Chitori before we had looked into the avians. I've also seen in my research that these Carrions, which is what they're called, um, the first people, are the creators of the reptilians. Oh, interesting. I didn't see that part. So basically the the avians, in all their wisdom, created the antithesis of themselves. Well, similar to the kind of, you know, God and Lucifer kind of story. Basically, um, so let me... I wrote this in little bullet points. We're going to try and get this together. In 1849... A 24th century BC ancient tablet, or 14 ancient tablets, were found in ancient Samaria. And they referenced a supreme being. They referenced six days of settlement. Hmm. Settlement, not like the the Lord, the Lord built. Um, they also mention, uh, to the point of actual genetic manipulation, technology from aliens. This is 445,000 years ago. The Anunnaki uh, came from the planet Nibiru. They came to these, this planet because it was abundant in iron. Uh, and they came looking for iron and gold to power particular weaponry that they had. And um, the so their their leader was a guy called Enki, who was this kind of bird-like winged figure. Um, and they brought with them these race of people called the Ajiji. And these race of the Ajiji rebelled when they were forced to build these monuments. Yeah. So they rebelled. And Niburu's leader, uh, the son of Enki, genetically created a subservient race. This subservient race, Jago, was the human. Oh no! Yeah. It it was us all along. It was us all along. Um, but anyway, you should look into that. Anyway, this fucking mad old. Uh, sort of, there, but, yeah, there is. I've read a, a couple of articles, sort of similar to that. It's where kind of, I'm, I'm not sort so of. I should, should just say this. I'm not smart enough to be able to kind of put connect the dots. So mm. I should just say that now. There are things where it's kind of like bird-like thing, angel, higher being, you know, uh, interdimensional thing, reptilian. You know, they they dragons. They all kind of come from a similar place. Place, yeah. But what's kind of what I'm landing on now is that there is avians good guys and Chitori bad guys. But as as we said before, I read an article. Okay, so and this is fact, fa- absolute fact that I read this article. Mm-hmm. Um, that the avians are. They are obviously trying trying their best to evolve us to a certain level of technology. Sure. But only because they want to use us as a sort of a manufacturing plant. Oh. So they are this species of of things that don't give a shit about us. They want to use us, our planet, as basically like a fucking factory. Well, that's so interesting. They want, and we need to have the level of technology. So that's why they keep appearing and be like, Lads, come on! Here's fucking fire. Here's fucking uh, smelting and stuff like that. Please hurry up your Mats. evolution. We all have uh, jacuzzis to build in our fucking bird baths. That's fair. Hmm. Well, I mean, so and, and they come here with the message. The message was the thing that uh, that I was reading at the, uh, at the top. Um, 
they come with this message that says, focus on increasing your service to others. Be more loving to yourself and everyone in order to raise your vibrational consciousness. Doesn't that sound like a bit like a fucking manifesto of someone who's trying to make someone work? Like, be nice to each other, increase your productivity. Well, no, because there's one part where they say... um, you can change the vibration of the planet, raise the shared consciousness of humanity, change humankind one person at a time, even if that one person is yourself. And then they also say, treat your body as a temple and change your diet to a higher vibrational one. So what's that mean? Go vegan. You have to eat off a dildo? <laughs> a vibrator? <laughs> My teeth! That's gross. This porridge is shite. But also, do you know what? For people tuning into this, this is their first ever episode. Um, Which is a bad choice. It's a bad choice. Uh, where am I getting this from? This chap, Corey Good. Corey Good. He is the prominent feature so the, in all of uh, the sort of discussion about this online. So I'm going to tell you a bit about this guy, Corey Good. So at the age of 16, this guy, Corey Good, was taken from home to be trained by the MyLab program which is some sort of a NASA offshoot. And from 1976 to 1987, um, he was assigned various posts uh, to intercept uh, the intruder intercept interrogation program. So this guy basically was seen to be somewhat of an empath. He was able to pick up vibrations or something like that. Apparently he was tested for it in school. I don't know how that's possible. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, as he matured, he was assigned um, to a, to support government groups uh, in a kind of human-type ET Super Federation Council. This all uh, occurred in this, this 20 years. Um, but now, apparently, he continues with intermittent, intermittent recall work where he has to meet various extraterrestrial and intraterrestrial entities, briefing with high-level government personnel. He recently befriended a chap called David Wilcock on Facebook, and he was outed and forced to come forward as an official whistleblower. So he says that he has basically been working for the government as an empath, speaking to various extra and intraterrestrial beings. Um, and that's where he's getting this message from. And also, the interesting thing is, well, this, is bit, this could be a bit of a cop-out, part of the message is that there is no there is no leader. There is no cult leader. And Corey is certainly not to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, considered to be some sort of muse or, or mm. fucking whatever it is, guru for this message, you know, and that there is, you know. So anyway, that's his message. I, this all comes from one lad. That all comes from one lad. So, like, even all the articles I've read is, is like, granted, there is a lot of uh, history about it and stuff like that. And bird people, I'll give, because it's old drawings of but, bird people. Yeah, the thing is, the thing I'm sorry, piqued my interest was that, like, they did a recreation of the ancient, uh, like, reliefs on the pyramids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And all the birds are painted blue. Like, they did, like, examples of paint scratchings and shit like that. And mm-hmm. all the birds are painted blue, which sort of. Lapis lazuli. Yeah, exactly. Minecraft. Lapis lazuli. Yeah. Um, What did you give this boy? Um, I originally gave this before you told me about the birds, people, Mm -hmm. an evidence of four. What the fuck? But I'm now going to give it an evidence of seven. Seven. I actually gave it a seven originally. Great. Let's do that. Yeah, so we know that it, it definitely did happen, but is it, uh, <laughs> what do you think, uh, cool? Is it cool? Cool, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Unreal. All right, so is it, 
No, it's cool. It's a big. It's what I mean. What What do you want to say? It's a fucking. I mean, it's cool. You know, it's, it's, cool. it's an interdimensional being that has control over most mind powers and can make you smarter. That sounds like a legend. But the thing is, though, it's the whole Superman syndrome. If it's too good, mm. like you need a bit of conflict for them to make me interested. Oh right, yeah, okay. Um, well, do you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't uh, hang out with very cool people. It so. kind of hangs out with losers. Oh, okay. So this is a bit like in school where... Sorry this... to go full Trump on my adjectives yeah. there, but Losers. this guy's a fucking... Loser. No, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't I don't find people who watch Gaia TV to be quite cool. No offense, people who watch Gaia, Gaia TV, TV yeah. you know, and people who are into that kind of thing. I'm into, I'm into it, but it's still, it's not cool. You mm. know what I mean? Like, crystals aren't cool. I'm into them. But they're, but not, they're cool. not cool. Yeah, I sorry. Like it's like that super smart guy who's always it has in to appeal to, school, yeah. and you're like, he's so smart, and like I, that impresses me a yeah. lot. But I, he's not coming to my party. No, he's no. not coming. He'd be like, he'd be talking about fucking neutrons and electrons and blah. One chap I used to have in my school, Brian Ring. Absolutely. But don't give the full name. Blank that out. Beep that out, please. No, I'm going to say something nice about Brian Ring. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Brian Ring was incredibly intelligent. The sort of person who get, got A's and everything. 600-point material. But he was also fucking sound and chill. And, like, wasn't, wasn't like, a, you know. And, like, fair folks to the robot lads, you know, who, who were able to get 600. But, you know, you know. He was sound. Like, I mean, all the lads were sound. But, you know, he was just a cool guy. He was fucking cooler than the, the most people. That's so annoying. That is I know, yeah. That's so it's shocking. frustrating. Like, like he, he may as well have had a, a fucking shit, leather jacket. Yeah. Brian Ring, shout out. Uh, Brian Fania, shout out. All right, Fania is Irish. I know what so it is. Bit smart. Yeah, super cool. Uh, but to a point, like if someone Which comes point? up to this if, point, if someone comes up to you and is like, oh, "Don't point your dick," Tony's pointing his dick. I don't know how many so dick out. If someone, <laughs> if someone comes up to you and is like, uh, "Oh, do you want to meet my mate? He's really cool," and then you're like, "Why is he cool?" He's like. Oh well, he's uh lo- knows loads about the pyramids and he's really good at chess. He'd be sort of like, uh, well, chess doesn't come into it here. No, but like smart. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh no, I mean I would now. I've I've let go of my fucking fifteen-year-old fucking, you know, ideology that someone who fucking plays chess isn't cool. Now I'm mad at. I fucking saw Lennox Lewis on Joe Rogan saying that he fucking plays chess every day. Oh, uh, and he's good at it. I'm he's terrible at chess. I feel like you just need to be incredibly... To be good at stuff, you need to be... It's 80% competitive, 20% talent, in my opinion. I have no interest in playing chess. Good for you. <laughs> this sorry, is, we, uh, we sorry this is a bit of a podcast gold here. I have no interest in playing chess. Thoughts? Take that what out of context. That? No, well, we're leaving well, that there. We're leaving that there. No, no, for cool factor, I give it a big, dirty Six. seven. Oh, I will defer to your seven. Fucking use my... Send it to me in email. I defer Remind to you. You have made such a compelling argument. All right. Um. So we know that it... We know that it can fight. We know that it 100% exists. We know it's cool. What is it? Is it sexy? <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. Yes, it is. Fuck this. I'm talking about that plumage, baby. Oh. The feathers, the flexible beak, the little quiffy hair. Don't think I didn't notice your little, uh, or missed your little quiffy hair. Slap my arse with your big wig. Yeah. Just saying, it is sexy. I would go to town on it. I would go to town on it. Yeah. What town? Fuck town. <laughs> good comeback. Good. Yeah. In- uh, good. I'd come on this back. I'd come on this thing's uh Good wings. improv comedy there, you know. Very good. Very good. Yes. Um, yeah, and so it's... I've always... Like, I've always wanted to fuck a bird. I've always had... <laughs> I No. <laughs> I've always had a mad thing about angels. I thought angels were real sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always like, oh, that angel's mad sexy. Like, mm-hmm. fucking Gabriel. It was like, he's sexy. Gabriel's a sexy guy. Uh, Michael. Sexy guy. Michael. Um, John Travolta Michael. John Travolta. But yeah, then yeah. I sort of looked into the whole seraphim, the sort of legion of angels, and they don't sure. look like humans. Yeah. So they all look like fucking like so. One of them is a big wheel with like seven wings attached to its head with a lion's head. Oh, fucking go to town on that. Yeah. And then I looked up. Um, this is a type of angel. Actually, I got tattooed on my leg. I'm gonna show Tony now. This is a seraphim. Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a single face with seven wings attached to its body, and it just it's lovely. It screams constantly. <laughs> so yeah, no. But anyway, back back to the story. The, the story <laughs> had. You just threw your fucking big. Duck on the on the table. <laughs> dong dong. Uh, yeah, sexy as fuck. Yeah, sexy as fuck. Also, Although, you keep talking about. See, this is get your head together here, Jago. You're talking about it like it's an angel, or is it a big blue bird? It, what are you fucking? Both, because it can change body. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's the fucking point oh, of it. That's fair. It can. It's transdimensional. It could fuck you in one dimension, and then the other dimension to come from behind you and be like, "Ooh, tickle." <laughs> It could fuck you and then travel through time before fucked you and fuck you again. Yeah. So you fuck you earlier. Yeah. And you and you're like, oh no, I've already been fucked. Like, just, yeah, oh, yeah. unreal. Best double fuck. That's great. And also, it could feed you while you're getting having sex with it. Not with dick, just like in sandwich. No, I meant like you know with birds regurgitate. Oh, yeah, like baby bird. Dick. I wasn't doing like <laughs> I cut that out. That's really gross. We don't do that here. Baby bird. Maybe baby bird. Yeah, I gave this a sex appeal. You and did, I, and, and what keep did in mind, you give it up? I would wear the arsehole thing of eight. Eight? Yep. Oh, man, I give it a ten. Whoa! I'm mad sexy into this. Okay, I will, I will, I will defer. <gasps> I will defer, I'll give it a ten. Don't pay my, pay my one. Send it to me. I defer to you. Jago is the best, he's always been the best. Okay, Jago, can you please give me... The scores, please. Please. Jago, give me the scores. So it's Fighting 8. Yeah. Evidence 7. Yeah. Cool 7. Yeah. Sexy 10. Oh, that is a total score of 32. 32! That's mental. Like, how high is that? It's pretty high, but not very high. It is now in 1, 2, 3, 4, Fifth, sixth, joint fifth place with the Wolfman. Where's Chitori? The Chitori is uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, nine. No, sixth, seventh, eighth, joint eighth. So <laughs> you say eighth really weird. Eighth. Uh, so basically, eighth in the hole. We're gonna have a great life because the avians are ahead. Because the avians are ahead. Okay, so now 
Battle of the Titans. Battle of the Titans. Okay, so I'm I'm team Linda's disappointment. Linda's disappointment, yeah. Versus team Tony success. Tony success. In our ultimate game of, of top, top trumps. Don't do that. So this is Top Trumps, and as you might remember, I won last week. And here we go. All right, I got to shuffle cards. Okay. Oh fuck's sake! I have. I drew. You don't have to tell me. Don't tell me. I have the Chitori. Fuck off! Oh, I have shit. the Chitori, and I have a fighting. Of nine. Top that. How'd you go and fucking break it? Fucking well, I think I've beaten you, Tony. Because I have the jackalope who has a fighting of four. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes, man. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Jago, you fucking shithead. I have the fucking avians and I have the Chitori. Shit. Ah! The avians are so good. Good one to win. All right. So what's my new team name? Your new team name is... um. Okay, Jago, your new team name, inspired by the recent revelation of you shitting yourself in the Artane Boys Band. Team Fartane Boys Band. <laughs> I'll take that because it's pretty good. Um, you're still team I'm Tony team Tony success. success. No, actually, no, I'm team Tony the Clipmaster. Okay, Tony the Clipmaster. Team Tony the Clipmaster. Team Tony the Clipmaster versus team Fartane Shaitan. No. Fuck's sake, Fartane, Team Fartane, boy's hand. You Freak your... encounter. <laughs> we should do this uh, sober sometime. No. No matter what they do. No matter what they do. Freak encounters. <laughs> This week's Freak Encounter comes in from Albus Height. Albus, thank you very much for sending in your Freak Encounter. Albus chose to send in the Freak Encounter at sexybeastspod at gmail.com. But you can send one in, uh, sexybeastspod on the Instagram, or use the email. Hey, it's a, it's a dead art form, emails. So let's keep using them. And uh, Mark Jago is now two bottles of beer in his mouth. Here we go. Once, when I was younger, about eight to ten years old, we went to visit family in southern West Virginia. They live in a small town whose main industry has been coal mining since before it was officially incorporated. My younger brother and I would share the same old bedroom, and I never felt anything weird in that room or anywhere around the house. However, one night, when we were both sleeping, I was unexpectedly woken up. Not alarming or anything but I was immediately awake I looked around to see what woke me up and what I saw has stayed with me since it was a little boy sitting at the end of my bed looking out the window he just sat there not moving 
I had to blink a few times to ensure I wasn't seeing things, but he was still there. He glowed with a strange pale blue color and was dressed in the style of a 1930s American schoolboy, high socks, short pants, suspenders, and a little hat. He couldn't have been more than six or seven. He wasn't moving until a bright light started to shine through the window. It started slow and far away, but soon roared across from right to left, and a loud whistling sound filled my ears like a train passing right by the house. As the light was growing stronger, the boy slowly started to turn directly towards me and was eventually looking directly at me. I was terrified, so I slipped beneath my covers as quickly as I could. The light and sound of the train slowly faded away, and I chanced to peek above the covers. The boy was gone, but there was only my sleeping brother and me left in the dark room. I never breathed a word to anyone until years later, when my dad and I were talking about this weird thing that happened in the hills of his hometown. He stopped and thought for a bit, and then said that there used to be an old railroad track that ran next to the house. It used to carry coal miners and other workers to the mines in the early to mid-1900s, but had been closed down and disconnected for service about 50 years. This piqued my interest, so I took it upon myself to research the old mines. As it turns out, there had been a gas explosion in the local mine in 1937. 18 men were killed, but only nine bodies were recovered from the pit. The rest were left below. Could that little boy have been waiting for the train to bring his dad back from the mine in 1937? Could that little boy still be waiting for a father that never came home? Yours, Albie James. Ooh. Albie, that is a fucking great story. Thank you yeah. very much for sending that in. Um, and thank you, everyone who has sent in your fantastic freak encounters and for taking the time to write emails because it requires a level of deep work. People do not apply these days. Thank you for everything. I don't like chess. Continue. I, I don't like chess. Okay, so Tony. Mark Jacob, do you have a interdimensional 12th dimension proverb to play us out please I don't but I have an okay. Egyptian proverb yep one does not run to reach excess one does not move to spoil it I don't really know what that one is I don't know what you're talking about are you a Loch Ness monster or are you big but cryptid supernatural vampires banshees Tony and Jago oops there's a Wendigo hey 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 coming after me who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a big foot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a big foot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy? Bay bay sexy beast. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. <laughs>